Hello everyone and welcome to Making Me. I'm your host Christine and I'm so glad you could join me today. Um, I have been stupid this week. I, not in a way that's like gonna alter my life in a significant way, but just like dumb, stupid things. Like last night I had a migraine and so I took an Excedrin, but like those things have caffeine in them. So I wasn't able to go to sleep until about 4.30 in the morning and I have work that I have to wake up at like 7.34. So exhausted, very exhausted and I can already feel the migraine coming back and I'm not excited. Um, What else have I done? Oh, last week, because I did not want to be like just in my apartment alone waiting for the release of the last episode. So I went out to dinner with friends and at the end of the night, at the end of the night, like, I, okay, I'm celebrating, like, a month sober already, so I have not drank, I have not smoked, I'm just out, we had dinner, and we're walking back to my car, and I start seeing High School Musical 3 Scream by Zac Efron, and I go in to do a dance move where you're, like, standing on your toes, and I end up tripping over my own two feet stumbling like trying not to fall over and I just slid and hit the pavement and ended up breaking my finger so um that was really (laughs) that was really dumb um my finger still hurts pretty bad um but at least it has something so that it doesn't move the only like weird thing about it is like I have to take it off when I like shower which is fine like I understand that but also like the whole point is to not move it and I feel like when I'm in the shower I I want to like use it to wash my hair and all that kind of stuff and then I can't so that's been an adjustment hi me so that's been that's been my week um really just filled with pain and stupidity um <laughs> which is fine. It happens. I'd rather have a week like that and like rather than like the week that I had last week where I was in a panic attack for so many hours. So this week I really wanted to talk about cringy moments. We've all had them. We've all experienced them. We've all felt cringe in our life. And I think it's so prominent and it's just been coming up so often on like my social media platforms, especially TikTok. There's like this group of four guys that um, try to make each other cringe and it is the funniest thing in the world. But it also I'm like every time I sit through it and I watch the whole thing, I'm like, what's wrong with me? Like, why do I enjoy this feeling? This makes me a sick individual, like, I guarantee you, but so many people love cringe content, like, it just makes us so happy, and I don't know if that's because, like, it makes us feel better about ourselves, I don't know, I don't know what it's about, so, so I wanted to go over it today, I feel like there's just so much to discuss, so I'm gonna tell you about some of the cringy moments I've had in my life, some that I found online, and we can just have a good old laugh 
Um, especially with the seriousness of the past topics, I didn't want to do another serious topic. So yeah, let's get started. So I think we all have moments where we like look back on our past and we're like, ooh, why did I do that? Why did I say that? Why did I act that way? Why was I the way that I was? Why am I the way that I am? And I think that's very common. I think that's a universal experience. Um, Most times I feel like when I get that experience though, it's very fleeting. Maybe it lasts for like a week or two, the embarrassment, and then I kind of get over it. Um, This story, however, that I'm gonna share, 10 years old, okay? So I've been holding on to this for 10 years. The the cringe, the the regret of it for 10 years. just it haunts me to this day I think I I genuinely genuinely think I'm going to be thinking about this until the day I die because it is so uncomfortable it is just like and it probably isn't to other people just for me like looking at it and being like oh my god like why did you put someone in that situation Christine I think that's like the main part of it um so you guys might hear this and be like yeah like that's totally fine like it it is a little bit cringy but it's not that bad but it literally haunts me um it I'll just be like trying to fall asleep some nights and I'll just randomly think about it and get so uncomfortable in my own skin I'm like I feel like I need to take a shower because ew (laughs) gross can't believe I was like that but can't believe I did that, but whatever. So again, this happened 10 years ago. I was 14. It was um, our eighth grade graduation. And so I was in a really small class. There was about 26 of us in this class. So everyone knew everyone's business, like things would change daily. There was a lot of drama. Um, And at the end of the day, like if you told one person like who you liked, the entire class would know by lunchtime um and that's just how things operated and worked um so you if you wanted to have a secret you had to like really hold your cards close to your chest um and not say anything um but I mean you're 14 you're gonna tell at least one friend and then it you know it spreads like wildfire so (laughs) I'm just cringing thinking about it. Um, sorry. <laughs> I like have like a chill up my spine. Um, so during our graduation, we have a bunch of ceremonies at the beginning of the day, the graduation at the in the evening, and then we had like a little graduation dance at the end. Um, and like the graduation dance wasn't anything like special it's so funny to think about because we thought we were like so cool we were like yeah this is what high school is gonna be like like we're just gonna be partying and it wasn't like like we had sodas and we had our teachers as chaperones still we had djs who were the older siblings of some of our classmates and we had a photo booth there are still photo booth photos out there on Facebook of this. And I, oh, like, I want to keep them because I'm like, wow, memories. But then I also want to burn them 
because they're so bad. Like we were trying so hard to seem older, more mature, and like all this kind of stuff when we're just so lame. Like it's so bad. Like why are we acting like that? Like we're children. We should not be like biting our finger. Like sexual way like it was just like really it the photos are awful um I hope no one goes scrolling on my Facebook now to see them um the photos are quite terrible I will just say that um and it really encapsulates the the vibe of those nine years that I spent with those people um just awful and awkward um and so you know, I got along with everyone decently, um, but I, you know, never really, like, dated, quote-unquote. Um, I never had, like, someone that I liked, that liked me back, uh, to my knowledge, and, um, so, like, my crushes were just, like, fleeting. Everyone kno- knew who I was crushing on at any given time because I have a big mouth, And I can't just keep that a secret. I have to tell at least, like, one or two people. And, of course, like, that spreads. Yeah, so I was, you know, like a regular 14-year-old girl. I had a crush on this guy in my class. And everyone knew. And at this end of the, like, this graduation dance, um, for some reason, the DJs put on a slow song. And I was like... I remember, like, listening to it and being like, you're kidding me. Because there was probably, like, three or four, like, distinguished, like, couples in the class. Um, and then the rest of us were just, like, sitting, like, okay, like... Like, and this is 2012, okay? There are some bangers out. And you're gonna interrupt it with a slow song? For what? This is supposed to be a celebration, a party, like why so serious (laughs) and so yeah I was just like I was sitting on like the edge of the stage um because it was in like our (laughs) it was in our our church's basement which is also like the theater um of the school and so it was in there and so we were the rest of us were like sitting on the edge of the stage and a couple of my girlfriends were like hey like you should ask this guy to dance um and I refused and then my best guy friend at the time was like yeah you should you should ask him to dance or I can ask him and I looked at him and said no um and I remember feeling so overwhelmed that I like ran and hid in the bathroom for the rest of that slow song and then I thought I was safe you know I thought I was fine (laughs) I left the bathroom and they start another slow song and I was like you're kidding me and my friends had already like gotten me from the bathroom like they they were waiting outside ready to scoop me up and make sure I did not leave again (laughs) I was like fucking hell man and um so they go again they're like trying to convince me to ask him in a very nice way not in a way that's like very peer pressure or anything like they were just like you should do it like why not like what do you have to lose and I was like my dignity um <laughs> but they were trying to be really supportive and I <laughs> I just did not want to do it um I think 
eventually someone told him he should ask me to dance because I was not going to do the other way around. And so he asked me to dance to one of the slow songs and I was so excited. I just remember I was like, wow, this is crazy. Like I have never been slow danced with before as anything more than a friend. Like I genuinely thought, oh, he asked me to dance. He must like me, which no, 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 no. Like this is the last time like we're going to see each other um, in a while and and all that kind of stuff. Like we're not going to be each around each other every day. So like he probably was doing it just to be nice, honestly. Um, and I genuinely was like, no, I have a chance now. <laughs> and so, so after the dance, we had one final song. I think it was We Are Young. <laughs> and we, we got into a circle. And we, we like, and we're like swaying with each other in this big group circle. <laughs> I'm like just picturing it and it's just so fucking funny oh man um yeah we like danced to we are young together as a little group um which is so cute but also just so stupid and we then that song ended and the lights went up and we were like oh god like it's the end like we like we're not gonna see each other every day like this is actually it um it's like it went, it was when everything hit us all at one time and you can just tell because everyone like started getting like really teary eyed. People started crying like people were kind of just like in shock, didn't know like what to do. Um, and everyone made their rounds since it was such a small class, like we were able to give individual like quote unquote goodbyes, um, especially for the people who were going to go to different high schools than most of the kids. Um that's you know and I was one of them um but I was more of a relieved have a great summer sort of gal um there was a couple people that I was like no I'm gonna genuinely miss you but uh for the most part I was excited to um start fresh somewhere else and so I'm making my rounds whatever and the one of the last people that I talked to is my crush And, okay, just to put you in the mindset, again, I think he likes me, okay? I think he likes me back because he danced with me. So I think I have a chance, okay? So we're talking, whatever. I thank him for the dance. And, oh, God. The fact that I'm not being waterboarded for this information right now. Um, (laughs) God, damn it. I literally like go on and on he does not interrupt me he visibly gets uncomfortable and I still go on I'm like you know like I know it's gonna be hard with me going to this high school and you going to this high school but I think we could really work it out and and I tell him oh I'd be so happy to try things and I'd go to all of your football games and we could see each other you know, like during the week after school or on the weekends, like all this kind of stuff. I'm going on and on. And this poor guy 
definitely was not interested in me like that. Like, was just trying to do something nice. And he was like, okay. Just at the end of it, gave me a hug and then walked away. And then it was like two days later, we ended up like going back to the school for some sort of event. And um, he actually went as well. And I like looked at him and I was like, no, I'm good. Um, Like internally. Of course, I didn't like say this to him. Um, So he probably still thought that I was like obsessing over him. Um, but at that moment I was like, no, I, I think I'm done. I just needed to like say that. And now I don't have feelings anymore. (laughs) And oh my God, just like thinking about how uncomfortable he must've been while I was saying all of this and like just jumping to conclusions and making assumptions and all of this shit, like, Noah, if you ever hear this, I am so fucking sorry. (laughs) So sorry. Because that had to have been the lamest thing I think I've ever done in my life. Also, just like so embarrassing. And trust me, yeah, it like haunts me every day. Like, I'm just like, why would I do this to myself? To a person? To Like, I just like, I don't understand the logic there um I don't think I ever will and that's something that I'm gonna have to deal with and live with for the rest of my life and it's going to haunt me it's going to continue to haunt me um even if I like get word from him that it's all good I'm still gonna be like actually no it's not (laughs) it's really not and uh let me live in my shame for the rest of my life please (laughs) so again like that's Probably, like, the cringiest moment I think I've ever had in my life. Like, I just... The assumptions and the... Just the way that I was, like, talking to him. And his reaction and my lack of attention to his reaction just makes me so uncomfortable. Um, And it makes me feel so bad. So so that's um, my, like... I guess most cringy story that I have the most recent cringe stories that I have are just like oversharing I mean god damn it I have a podcast like of course I'm gonna overshare but like especially when it comes to like family or work or stuff like that I just cannot shut the fuck up I can't and like I always regret it right after I'm like I like I'll get in the car after like a work happy hour and I'm like I should not have said those words I shouldn't have spoken actually they know too much about my life now like it's just like um like you keep your your work and your life separate you know work-life balance and I just like keep trying to mesh those when it's just not gonna work and it is it's really embarrassing and now I like go into things like okay you will not talk too much about your life. You will answer questions if people ask you questions, but that's that's it, Chris. Um, but then I get uncomfortable because, like, if no one else talks, I'm going to fucking talk. Like, if it's quiet and it's awkward, then I feel the need to talk. If it's quiet and it's not awkward, I love it. I love silence. I love, um, you know, like, just being alone. Like, I, I do, or just, like, 
enjoying one's company without having to say anything. But if I'm uncomfortable and the, the silence is deafening, I will keep talking until I feel like I cannot talk anymore. And that's a dangerous game to play. <laughs> it's a very, very dangerous game to play. Don't recommend it. Um, I've tried, you know, like I said, I'm trying to learn how to shut up more. Um, trying to prep myself, like going into events, like I am not going to overshare. I am not going to overshare. I'm not going to tell them about this in my life. I'm not going to tell them about this in my life. I'm definitely not going to tell them about this in my life. Um, but it's very hard. It's very difficult because again, I love talking. I love sharing stories. I mean, that's why I have a freaking podcast. So it's very hard, but that's probably like the most recent cringe stuff that I experience is just like seeing friends. And even though I know they love me and they, you know, they don't judge me whatsoever. I'm just like, oh, I should not have said that. Why did I say that? Why did I do the thing that I did? That is enough about me though. Let's get into some stories that I found online um, about some cringy moments. So I got these off of Quora. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, It's like a website that's similar to Reddit, but a lot less toxic. And um, it's mostly text where Reddit had a lot of videos, which I obviously like can't show um so this one was submitted by carissa the question was what is the most awkward thing you have seen she responds with my cousin's wedding oh my gosh i still cringe to this day when i think about it the ceremony was beautiful and she was a beautiful bride however the toast given afterwards by her father is something i'll never forget you see my cousin is a very overweight woman Her soft-spoken and cutesy mannerisms were a big contrast from her burly father. He always made fun of her for it. Her father, my uncle, is a very cynical and outspoken man. He started the toast saying, Well, we all thought this day, my daughter's wedding day, would never come. That was the first line of this speech at his daughter's wedding. It only got worse. He made several jokes to the groom about, Now you're stuck with her and she's your problem now. This was supposed to be the happiest day of his daughter's life. The speech continued for 10 minutes. There were some references to his daughter's weight and apparent unattractiveness, mistakes his daughter had made in the past financially, and her age, 32. Everyone at the wedding was uncomfortable. The only saving grace was that the groom was Hispanic and most of his family members didn't speak English, So they didn't know what he was saying and everyone on my cousin's side of the family knew how my uncle was so they wouldn't take it to heart. My cousin handled it with a lot of grace. She thanked her dad for the speech with a smile and enjoyed the rest of her wedding reception. If that were my dad, I don't think I would have ever spoken to him again. I, oh man. I'm reading this and I'm just like, holy, like I love my dad. My dad is like my biggest fan and I could never see him saying anything like that. And like imagining him saying that is so shocking and sad and 
horrifying. Like, no, 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 no. Oh, God. Poor, poor girl. A guy named Ali answered the question, what was your most awkward moment when you thought nobody was watching? He said, I used to come early to my classes every morning during school days to pass the time. I would sing my heart out in my horrible, deafening voice. One fine morning, I didn't notice this one kid who was sleeping at the back and started rapping like Maddie B until I heard someone laughing his ass off from the back. <laughs> Needless to say, I never sang again. I feel like this is so common though, especially like in high school because you're just so tired all the time that you just don't, don't notice little things and you'll just start doing weird like things that you do when you're all alone in your house and stuff like that and then... Yeah, it is always really, really awkward when you see someone else noticing you. <laughs> That's my main thing is like, the main thing I like to say is please don't perceive me because I hate anyone trying, like, like I, I just don't like the idea of anyone having an idea of me in their mind. It freaks me out. It makes me feel very uncomfortable. And I'm like, oof, like what? what kind of impression do you have of me? Like, I want to know. I want to know all the details. But I also don't because I'm going to get my feelings hurt and I know it. So. Okay, and I'll share one more. Um, Matthew shared, I was 23 years old. I'd spent the previous five years working full-time as a one-on-one -on -one aide for a disabled teenager. I was employed by the family and they treated me like a son. Their actual son, the one that I took care of, passed away in March of that year. Suddenly, I was unemployed. Fortunately, I made plenty of connections in the special needs community over my five years working with that family, so finding another job was pretty easy. I took a classroom aid position with the local junior high school. It was only a two-month position since it was so late in the school year, but it was exactly what I needed while I reevaluated my career path. I was almost two years out of college by then, and st but still doing the same thing I did while I was in college because it paid well enough. There was one teacher and three other aides in the special ed classroom. They were all very friendly and also very laid back. It's only now, some 15 years later, and with several years of teaching experience that I can see just how laid back the teacher in that classroom was. There was a public park right next to the school. It was spring by then, and the students were all getting antsy to go outside. The teacher allowed the aides to take the special ed students to the public park when the school's playground got too crowded with the regular ed students. You could see one playground from the other. There was about 200 yards between them. So it was on one particular nice day that I offered to take a few of the students to the public park. The teacher agreed and assigned three students to me, two girls and one boy. She told me the other students and aides would be about five minutes behind me. The four of us were about halfway to the public park when one of the students a 14-year-old girl with some sort of mental disability got excited, screamed, and started running towards the park. She took her shirt off on the way. She was not wearing a bra. The school's playground was crowded with regular education students, close enough to see what was going on. So there I was, forced to chase a topless 14-year-old student with her shirt in my hand, trying to get her to put it back on. The whole time, I was thinking, someone is going to call the cops, I'm going to be arrested. There is no way anyone will believe that she just ran and took her shirt off on her own. She ran to the public park and sat on a swing there. I ran to her and gave her her shirt and asked her to put it back on. She did and laughed about it. 
The whole ordeal probably lasted only 20 seconds, but in my mind, it seemed to go on for hours. Soon, the other two students joined me. They didn't think anything of what had just happened. Then my coworkers and the rest of the class came out. I explained what happened, and they just said, yes, she's done that before. That's why we don't let her get too far ahead of us. No one told me that bit of advice. Don't let her get too far ahead of you. She's a runner. My coworkers, including the special ed teacher, all seemed to laugh it off like it was some sort of initiation for me, but I was mortified. That's like a really... Ugh. That can get you in a very sticky situation. A very, very sticky one. That actually reminds me of um, in high school when this one girl, it was found out that she wrote fan fiction about a teacher in our school on Tumblr and everyone found it. And it was so bad. It was so cringy. I mean, like, she had to have, like, a talk with, like, the vice principal and all this kind of stuff about, like, why that's not okay because people might, like, make, make assumptions about this guy, like, and he wasn't doing anything. Um, and, oh, oh, just thinking about that, too, makes me very much cringe. Oh, lordy. Yeah, I just, like, can't even imagine, like, having to go to the principal of our school and be like, yeah, so... I did write very sexual things about my teacher and put it on a public platform. I did. What are you going to do about it? Just as the same as like, oh yeah, um, it's totally normal for this one girl to take off her shirt and run away. Um, Like it just doesn't seem, it just looks bad, doesn't it? It just looks really, really bad Um, when it's not even that person's fault like it's you know the kid's fault but oh god so gross I just I remember that word getting around school too and like everyone was reading it I like just can't even imagine like how horrifying how horrifying anyways those are uh some of the stories that I found online um about cringy things that have happened um so as you can see it's a universal experience Everyone, everyone has it. Everyone, you know, experiences it. And we just, we just got to push through. We just got to stay together, push through and make a couple of laughs and jokes about it along the way. (laughs) So that's going to be all for today. Um, Thank you for listening up to this point. Again, thank you for all the nice comments that I got on the last episode. Um, I was really, really nervous of being that vulnerable and you guys welcomed it with open arms. And so I just really, really want to thank you. If you enjoyed this, please remember to follow the podcast on Spotify and on Instagram, Making Me Podcast. And uh, check out the link tree in the bio um, because there's a cool little Discord server so you can suggest episodes or things you want to hear about. Um, And you can also uh, check out the Spotify playlist for this week's episode, um, which hopefully makes you feel super uncomfortable because that was the goal. Yeah, I think that's going to be it from me. So thank you. Take care of yourselves. Take care of others. And um, hope you all have a great rest of your week. Bye.